Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Sean T. Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, we are talking about why I love or why you love from your job to fitness to your family to your kids to traveling. I'm going to talk about everything that I love and why. But as you listen to this, I want you to think about why you love the things that you love and are you investing your time in the right things? Sit back, get ready to trust and believe. and it's time to trust and believe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a lot of you know, I've been going through a little journey this year, especially the second half of the year, and really trying to recover my body and my mind. And a few days ago, I was just sitting down and thinking about the things that I do every single day. And, you know, last week we talked about, you know, the daily schedule. What we're going to talk about today is more about what you actually invest your time in doing within your daily schedule. But to take it a little step further, I'm going to talk about why I love the things that I love. Why do I actually do them and why do I love them? And then hopefully as you listen to this, you too can write down the things that you love and actually see, is it worth your investment? Do you love these things because they bring you a moment of joy or do you love these things because they actually enhance and change your life on a daily basis? And I will say, being 42 years old, I'm very proud of myself that the things that I'm going to talk about today and the things that I invest my time in, I actually really do love and they really do enhance my life. Now, I want to say I'm not perfect and you may be going through this same journey as I take you on this journey today and you may be writing some things down that you're like, I don't know why I'm spending my time doing this. Why am I doing this? Maybe you might find that you're doing some of the things that you're doing because other people want you to do them. So let's let's just dive in and and go deep. But the reason why I'm I'm extending this conversation right now is because I really want you to either grab a pen, a paper, your phone or something where you can you can actually write these things down because I don't want you to just think about them and forget them. So if you're an audio learner, great. If you're a visual learner, you probably need to write this down. So here we go. 
The first thing I'm going to talk about is why I love fitness. So a lot of people think that I like working out because I love getting up and working out. And that is not true. I actually found that I, I found out that I loved working out after I created Insanity and I realized that I love working out because I love being competitive against myself. It's not that I love working out because I love to dig deep. And so I'll give you a story on why I realize I love working out. So I just told you that I re- realized that I love working out when I created Insanity and some people are like, well, you're a masochist. Like you're ridiculous, but it's not that. It takes me back to the time when I was 16 years old. Now, a lot of you know that I created insanity from my track and field training. And that's very true. But I realized that through my track and field training, it's not actually that I'm getting a better body that I like working out. That's I don't work out just because I'm getting a better body. I like working out and I like fitness because it constantly pushes my mind to the next level every single day. Whether I'm doing insanity, whether I'm doing T25 or whether I'm dancing, I know that by the end of every single workout that I do, I'm going to be enhanced in my mentality and my mental space. Back when I was 16 years old, I remember the coach saying, we're going to do a workout where we're going to do eight 400-meter sprints today. Runs, but it felt like we were sprinting. He said, you had to do it in this amount of time, and you get a 30-second break, and then we start again. I absolutely hated it. I didn't know why I was excited at the end of the school day to go to the locker room to change, to put on my sneakers, to go outside and hate what I was about to do. And then I realized that I loved it because each and every day that I went out there, I was challenging myself. I was literally stepping into an uncomfortable zone, which is why in my book, I talk about the first superpower is learning how to be uncomfortable and embracing being uncomfortable. And track and field was the first time where I really realized that I was uncomfortable every single day. So then when I created Insanity and I was actually motivating people to get through those barriers, those mental barriers and physical barriers that I went through when I was 16 years old, it was it was kind of an incredible full circle moment because I was saying to myself, wow, This is what you were going through before you've really mastered and embraced getting and being uncomfortable and really enjoying it and embracing it. And now you get to motivate other people to do the same thing. So I want to be clear when I say I don't just create hard workouts because I want you to barely be able to get up off the floor or not be able to work out tomorrow. I create these workouts Specifically because I want you to be in a specific mental space. Now, when I created Insanity and people were pushing and digging deep, that's where digging deep uh, came from. That was one thing. But also all the way when you talk about size or my new program, Let's Get Up, the mental space that I want you to get into in this new fitness program that I'm about to create is the mental space of freedom and feeling good and joy and expression because I realize now at 42 years old it's not easy to 
just wake up and go running or wake up and work out. I realized that I have to be in a really good mental space. I have to feel really good in my body and my mindset mostly. And that's when I have the best workout. And so it's not just about always pushing hard and digging deep or, you know, just trying to push yourself to the next level in your mind in terms of like how hard can I go? But it's also working out and saying to yourself, well, you know what? How good do I feel right now? How how good am I am I embracing this journey? How am I loving my body? Am I feeling positive as I move? Am I judging myself or am I just letting myself be free and go? Now, some of you, you may ask, well, what were the steps that you took to actually get yourself to the point where you can embrace being uncomfortable or you could embrace going after really hard things? Well, not to bring it up, but going through a really tough childhood and the abuse that I went through, I realized that nothing is going to be as bad as that. And so I actually use my struggles as kind of like a meter on whether or not I can handle this or how hard can I go or how hard can I push or how hard or focused and determined can I be when I go into these specific journeys or when I say journeys, I mean workouts. And so the steps that I take is I think back, when was the, when was there a time where you had to push hard or you had to dig deep or you had to overcome struggle? And I say to myself, if I did it before, I can do it now. Now, I'm, I'm specifically talking about fitness. I literally, when I'm working out, especially in a tough workout, I literally say to myself, you've been through something way worse than this before. You can last these next 15 seconds. You know, and I put it in, I, the second thing I do, do is I put it into a time frame. I'm saying, hey, it's 15 seconds. You can do anything for 15 seconds. If I have to keep on jumping for 15 seconds, I can definitely do that. Or I'll revert back to one of my races that I did. My special event, my event specialty was a 400 meter hurdles. I ran it in 51 seconds. It was 51 seconds of hell. I'm like, I can do 15 seconds of power jumps. And then I take it even further. I took 15 steps between each hurdle because a lot of people think that running races or running the hurdles is about just running fast and it's strategic. I had to run 15 steps between hurdle one and hurdle seven and then I did 17 steps because I started to get tired so I had to stride a certain way. So when I'm working out, I always revert back to something that gives me the strength and the power to realize that I've done this before. Okay, so I want you guys to think about that. So I I question my question to you is when you go into your next workout or when you go into your next tough workout, what what is the thing you're going to think about from your past where you say, well, I got through this. That was like a month long struggle. I know I can get through this workout. I know I can push. I know I can commit. And the last thing that I do happens at the end of the workout, which I've spoken about before, which is at the end of every workout. I go back and I say to my, I ask myself, what are you proud of about yourself? Was it those jumps that I did? Was it lasting one extra push up in plyometric cardio circuit? Was it not taking a break between the ski abs and the in and out abs in that workout? You know, because sometimes as you go through a workout, you're dying, you're dying, you're dying, you're dying, and you always stop at a certain point. But 
sometimes to make yourself proud and to give yourself that boost of confidence, it's just getting past that one thing that you always struggle with, even if it's for a millisecond. And so it helps you gain that confidence and the belief that you don't have to stay stuck. And that's how you always progress. Anyway, that's why I love fitness. I love it. And I would love for you to really dig deep and dive deep back into points in your life that you can give yourself the empowering message if you say, hey, Sean, you did this before. This is how you can enhance your fitness and this is how you can stay committed because you've done hard stuff before. The next thing I love is I love dance because I'm just going to get right to it. I love dance because it's so healing to me. I can be in a really bad mood. I cannot be feeling well in my body. And I start dancing and the music comes on and I just lose myself in a good way. I lose all of that negativity. The negativity drifts away because music is so fun. How many times have you been at a wedding sitting at the banquet table, you know, the round tops, nobody's getting up. Everybody's just kind of sitting around watching three people dance on the dance floor. But then the electric slide comes on and then you're like. Okay, I can do this. I can move through this. And everyone gets up and they do this quote unquote line dance. Well, take that feeling when you start to dance, right? That's how I feel. I'm just like, I feel confident. I'm going to get up. I can move. It becomes familiar. And for those of you who don't know this, the first time that I ever really took a dance class, I had the rhythm, but I didn't have all the steps in sequential order And I would pick up a step here. I would pick up a step there. And it was very frustrating by the time I left the dance class. But then I went back and I kept going back. And I realized that dance is just a library of movements that you put in your body. And the more you read, just like you read at the library, the bigger your vocabulary gets. So if I go to a dance class now... Now, if I go to a dance class, I'm like, you want me to go all the way down to that floor and you you want me to get back up? It's more like that now. But if I go to a dance class, there's not a move or a dance move that I won't be able to pick up because I've built this library of movements. That's why I tell people when you dance, worry less about the fact that you didn't pick up the moves and worry more about the fact if that you tried it again. And so... Once you do that, it'll help build confidence, which is, I would say, one of the main reasons why I love dance. It's just like I build my library of movements. I've built them over the years and now I can go out and feel the music and feel the rhythm and dance like I'm at the club with my third drink in my hand. Because all y'all know when you got that third drink in your hand at the party, you know, you just be cutting up and you don't care because you are numb to how people judge you. Right. Which takes me to the next point is don't judge yourself when you dance. Just have fun and just live in that moment and just be the crazy person. Whether you try my new dance program, whether you finish listening to this podcast and you just turn on your favorite song and just like test it out for a minute. Just get up and dance. And my biggest challenge to you, which is if a good song is on, especially in a good old Walgreens, let me tell you something. I'm putting my phone down. I'm propping that phone up like I did a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to film myself dancing. I've done it so many times in Walgreens because I'm like, yo. So anyway, I love dance because it frees me. It frees me from the 
from nervousness. It frees me from trying to judge my body. I just go, I'm like, how does this music make me feel? Just try it. And when you put on your favorite song or you dance, just just talk to yourself and say, you know, how does this make me feel? But anyway, that's why I love dancing because it gives me all of those joys and it gives me all the feels. The next thing I'll talk about is why I love tennis. One, it makes me focus on speed, power, agility, strength, and tactic. So a lot of people look at a tennis match and they think people are just hitting the ball back and forth. But for as somebody who I never played chess before, I realize why people love the game of chess because tennis is basically a chess match on a tennis court with a ball and a racket. And it's very strategic. Where I'm, when I'm working out and I'm doing push-ups or something, like I'm like, okay, I know I have to do push-ups. I know I have to do squats. I know I have to do, you know, crunches next. It's just like, this is what my body's going to do. But with tennis, in order to win a point, not even an entire match, in order to win a point, you can't just focus on hitting, hitting this ball. For me, I'm, I'm going to say, I want to hit this ball deep in a corner to the point where that person has to hit it back deep over in this corner. And then I want to hit it a little shorter so that they have to move in. And then if they have to move in and hit, I hit up the line so I can make them run the furthest point in the court to go back. A lot of people don't understand that, but that's why I love tennis. It was I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary playing tennis because Scott got me a tennis lesson as a Valentine's Day present in 2011. And I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary of playing tennis. And it's been the most challenging, sometimes horrible experience of my life and sometimes really great. I remember I would go to tournaments and lose. Now, I'm not being boastful, but you're talking to a person who played sports all his life, and I was always in a championship meet or race or game, and I was super confident and, you know, undefeated a lot of times. I'm not even saying that to be like anything except for the fact that tennis is and has been the most humbling sport because not only does it take speed, power, agility, strength, a chess match, but it also takes you being very committed to your body position and you have to keep your feet moving until the very last second till you set up and hit the ball. If you stop too early or if you stop too late, you're going to hit the ball wrong, it'll go out or you you're back on defense. And so just to kind of dive in and I have a question for you, tennis becomes it's kind of like my daily SAT. And so I ask you, what is that thing that you do every day in your life that makes you think in a strategic, logical, chess match type way? Um, that's even harder than just reading a book, right? Like you can read a book, but are you reading things that are making, are building your vocabulary? Or are you, do you have to grab your phone and Google a word? Or, you know, so it's just different things like that. I, I know a lot of people, push their mindset to read different like health studies, right? So what it, what are you doing each and every day that's really pushing your mind to work differently than it's ever worked before? And so that's why I love it. That's why it's also in a way a mental release for me too. I'm getting coached a lot of times, so I'm not in charge. I'm not a boss. I'm not leading someone through exercise. 
I'm a student. So that's the other thing is when you have a coach and you step out and you become a student, which then goes back to you having to think differently and be tactical and not necessarily rely on just your strength, which is my athleticism and power. I have to actually think and learn each and every day because it's the last thing I'll say about it. Every ball that comes to you is different. It could be a high ball, it could be a low ball, it could be a slice that skids that makes you have to bend your knees just a little bit more. And so because I'm doing something where each and everything that comes my way is different, it makes my mind work at a different pace. It makes my mind work at a different logical level and it makes me have to react and take action every single time. So my only thing with that is like I said, what is that one thing or two things that you're doing every day that really pushes you outside of your your comfortability in your mental space and makes you really have to learn as you go through that particular process? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The next thing I'll talk about is why I love Scott. I know. You all know, obviously, Scott's my husband, and you could say, oh, my gosh, you guys been married for eight years and together for 10 or whatever, but it's so beyond that. I love Scott because he's so different than me, and when we met, you know, when you meet someone, you know, you think they're attractive, you have this magnetic connection to them, there's all these like amazing hormones raging and all this excitement. But as you go throughout your journey of partnership, if you will, you really start to, you know, you start to let your guard down. You start to understand how people tick. More importantly, you understand how you tick. You understand your your patience level or your impatience level. You understand what Or like for me, I understand what I'm not open-minded to or what I hope someone is open-minded to. And as Scott and I have grown in our relationship, I realize while we have a lot of things in common, we are completely different. And sometimes I look at him like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And he probably is looking at me in the same way. But obviously I love him for different reasons. But in a day-to-day basis, I love Scott because there's something that happens every single day where we ask each other, well, why do you think that way? You know, we don't let it annoy us like, you know, probably a lot of couples do who don't communicate on a daily basis because we do. But we're like, wait, why do you think that way? And where do you think that came from? And what we realize is that you as a human being, you're so you have so much depth to you, like why don't you like popsicles, right? This is some, This is a silly, a silly question. But you know, what if your partner is like, I don't like popsicles. Why? And then you ask these questions, and it's like, oh, I don't like the taste, or I don't like this, or I don't like the cold in my teeth. And then you're like, then you may think of something like, well, you know what? When I was five years old, 
you know, I couldn't have a popsicle. My friends were teasing me. Something different and some really in-depth topic always comes out when Scott and I ask each other, well, why don't you like that? Or why do you think you're like that? And so we're, we're not one of those couples that are sitting at the table in a restaurant and it's quiet. We are always talking. Well, maybe I'm always talking. We are always talking. We're constantly asking each other, like, what was your favorite part of your day? You know, not to say that we don't have arguments, even though most of the time I start them, but I start them on purpose because I think it's funny. And then I calm him down and I'm like, I'm only playing. <laughs> but, you know, like we go to bed every night. We make sure we're holding hands when we go to bed, at least for the first five minutes until, you know, you change positions. And so it's really fun to love someone that is completely different or has so many different ways about them. I even teased Scott um, on his birthday. I was like, you know, this is my favorite part of the year in our relationship. And he's like, why? And I'm be like, because this is the year where you're, this is the time of year where you're seven years older than me. I was like, you're, you're going to be seven years older than me for the next six months. And it's just so funny because he doesn't look at himself as old and I don't either. But I always like tease him like, you seven years older than me. Anyway, it's really fun. Anyway, that's why I love Scott. So my question to you is, you know, if you're in a relationship, maybe it's a relationship with yourself, but why do you love your spouse deeper than, oh my gosh, they're attractive or, oh, they're just nice and they, you know, they make me dinner or they bring me coffee. What is the in-depth thing that you like about the person that you're with? And for those people out there who are having relationship struggles. Most of the time people have relationship struggles because they stop talking. I know we use the word communication a lot, but people stop talking. And I don't mean talking about your problems. I mean just talking. Just I'm not saying that you don't you can't have silence when you go to a restaurant or whatever, but if you're not able to talk to your person just like Hey, you know, I had this idea or, hey, watch this. Come check this thing. We show each other stuff that we see on social media all the time. You know, obviously we talk about our kids, but even when we're sitting around, we we turn on YouTube and we do fun things like, okay, you watch, you find a YouTube video that interests you. Most of the time we we are both interested in something sports like, but, you know, for his birthday, we were, we rented an Airbnb and we were hanging out and he watched all these championship women's soccer matches. And it was so cool to be involved in the excitement that he had in the plays that these women were having. I never played soccer. I'm watching Scott and I'm I'm getting excited about his excitement. And we've done that. We've actually been to soccer games and he loves women's soccer. And it's just a really great way if you do things like that to dig deeper and dive deeper into what your spouse likes. Because you can really get stuck on the surface of a relationship. Wake up, give each other a kiss, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed. That's not how that's not how you progress in your relationship. Why I love my kids. I love my kids again because obviously they're really amazing and cute and fun and I love watching them grow. And I look at them and I'm actually really proud of Scott and I that we kept these little things alive for three years. But now they're to the point where they try to tell us what to do. And Scott be like, ah, Scott has turned into the more stern, strict parent. And I'd be sitting back laughing at them. I'm like, I'm like, do you think you're smarter than me? I literally asked him that question. 
Silas would be like, yes, and walk and close the door in my face. And Sandra will ask questions. Well, why'd you say that, Papa? And that takes me to why I really, really love them. Back to what I was saying, but I love watching them grow. I love the fact that they are part of the DNA from me and Scott, and you see them interacting now. Like this morning, they woke up, didn't even get into bed with us. They came in, they grabbed their juice, they went back into their room, they played, and it's just really cool to see that we created these two people and we're helped raising them to be creative, expressive, uh, they have great hearts. You know, they were acting like, they were acting really crazy a couple of days ago or a few days ago. And I said to Scott, I was like, when they're four years old, they're going to be the sweetest, most, they're just going to be the sweetest little boys. And he looked at me like, I said, trust me. I was like, trust me. And then it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Now I know not everyone has kids. Not everyone wants kids or not everyone is able to have kids. And, you know, we learned a lot through our surrogacy process of just how much, you know, you really have to respect the the human reproductive system. So, like I said, I know not everyone is on the same wavelength when it comes to kids. Some people have dogs, right? And some people love their dogs and they treat them like their kids. Some people have, our babysitter, she has turtles and she treats her turtles like her kids. And I'm not laughing at that. I'm just saying that there are many things in this life that you have that you can love as your own child. And if you don't have a kid and you don't want kids, that is great too because not everybody wants those little things waking you up in the middle of the night. But I hope that you are doing something each and every day where you can really enhance the world. Like for me, I always say that having kids extends your legacy because you know they get a piece of you Again, it doesn't always have to be from a kid that you extend your legacy. It could be a book that you write. It can be an article that you write. It could be a video that you make on social media that may go viral. So just always believe in yourself and always focus on your legacy. Uh, why I love my job. So this is a huge one. A lot of people don't love their job. They wake up every day and they have no desire. They have to force themselves to get up to go to work. And I'm not saying to quit your job because I don't want you to be homeless. But I am saying that if you don't love your job, work toward finding something that you do love if it's possible. And if for some reason you don't, find the moments within your day job that you actually really like that you can connect to and start to make it your own. But for me, the reason why I love my job is because it's constantly it's a it's it's constantly moving. Um, while yes, I come to the transformation center every day and I work with my team, it's something always different. From like this morning, Elliot bringing me showing me a different shirt from Sean T Apparel that I'm so excited to wear, to getting a new opportunity to work with a different company, to coming on here and doing a podcast and just expressing my life to you lovely people, to Chip walking around with short shorts on. You know, there's, you know, to for me, to me, Tease and Scott, you know, I'm really sad that I haven't seen Alex in a long time. But when Alex here, like, there's parts of my, parts of time we're at an event where I'm like, that's why we call her the illest, because she walking around being a, she's a boss. I'm not going to finish that song. But there are, like, 
they're only only like my, not minor things, but they're that's not even like the big parts of my job, and they're parts that I love. You know, it's is I love the people that I work with. I love their innovativeness. I love our ability to troubleshoot when things happen. So it's less about for me. It's less about being Sean T or being on camera. Even though I love being on camera because I love the inspiration that happens when I when I'm motivating people. Motivating, uh, but most of the time, I'm loving my job because of the creativeness, the freshness. It's always new. We have something different coming in a pipeline all the time. And and I love the way our team monitor and adjusts. So notice, and I'm only going to say this to be very clear. Notice that I personally, money has never been at the top of my list. Don't get it twisted. I love making great money. I'm not saying I don't. It's never been at the top of my list because in, pa- in the past, when I've worked for the dollar, I've worked less and I di- didn't give it my all. And if I notice myself doing that, then I know it's something that I truly don't want to do. There are parts of our business that don't make a lot of money right now from what we do, but we do it because it enhances our souls. It enhances our lives. It connects to you more, which I really, really love. Our biggest goal is to enhance and inspire and really create a community of people out there that can utilize the tools that we bring them. And and that's why we love to do what we do. And that's why I love my job. And you've all heard the story before, but people told me that what I do is not going to work. And I said, if I can change one person's life, that's my goal. And that's still my goal. I look at each of you as individuals. And so as long as one person is is finding some some inspiration from what we do on a daily basis, then I'm good to go. I really think it's important that you know why you like your job or know why you don't like your job. Depending on your age or depending on what you're doing or depending on your where you live, it's not always easy to change jobs and stop. People are like, well, quit. I don't think it's that easy, but... There are certain things you can do as you go through your career to find greatness out of what you do, even if you're even if you don't like what you do every single day. And that comes down to your commitment. How hard how much are you giving to this? And because at the end of the end of the day, you want to finish your job saying I did my best because that's what's going to carry into the next job or if you create uh, your own business or you know, if, or whatever you do. I always tell people if you need to leave your job and you're not happy and you realize it, create an exit strategy. It's okay to not work somewhere forever. I've told everybody that works here, I'm like, if you don't want to work here anymore, I'm supportive because I want you to be successful in your life. I want you to feel good about what you're doing. I'm going to support you when it's your time to go. Maybe they will never leave because I'm so nice. But if they do, you know, I'm like, cool. How can I help? Right. As long as, you know, it's a respectful. I've been respectful to to them and vice versa. But you have to create your own exit strategy, not just be angry in your job that you don't have. You have to be like, hey, this is what I'm good at. So while you're in a job, realize what you're good at, 
What are you proud of about yourself every single day? So that can carry on into the new position that you get or the new career that you built. When I was working at a pharmaceutical company and it was a, it was a, it was a, it was in and out of the job. I clocked in at this time. I clocked out at that time while I, I didn't enjoy getting up at 4 a.m. I, I, I knew I needed to do something else. I didn't go into work with a bad attitude. I went in. I was excited. The things that I did, I was I was able to capitalize on my strengths, which was my inner my interpersonal skills. You know, teaching classes. I was like, this is one of the greatest moments of each and every day that I have here, which is taking people on a fitness journey. Whether I was building programs or personal training, I just stayed very, very committed. And I'm still able to utilize all of those things that I had that I did during the job that I didn't like. I'm still able to utilize them now because I didn't just throw in a towel, right? I still did everything to the best of my ability. And that when you do things to the best of your ability, especially in situations that you don't like, you are basically training your brain, as you've heard my father-in-law say, you're training your brain for later on in life. You can't always quit when you don't like what you're doing. You can't always quit. Sometimes you have to, but you can't always, right? So train your brain to build on everything that you're doing in that situation. Make it the best you can make it. And I promise you that three months from now, six months from now, or in my case, 20 years later, because you've really committed to being the best that you can be in that moment, those things are going to subconsciously follow you because you didn't give up on it, right? And you did the best that you can do. So obviously, I talk a lot about Team Sean T, and that's because, like I always say, you know, I learned in a slight edge, and it's in my book, you're the average of the five closest people to you. The people around you can lift you up or bring you down. They can enhance your mental fitness or Sometimes the environment you're in when it comes to people can really deplete your energy and you leave exhausted. So it's very important that you surround yourself with the right team members. Make sure that you communicate with them like you communicate in your relationship because being able to express yourself and feeling free and knowing that you're being understood by the people around you completely helps when times get tough because it's not to say that us, me and Team Shanti, I mean, we always get along, but it's not to say that we don't have our own issues or we go through struggles because we do. I think that when we go through these struggles, because we have set a foundation of love and support, no matter how hard it is, we know we're going to get out of it. And that's what's really important about when the team that you surround yourself with. I mean, think about it. Most jobs are from nine to five. I actually had this thought the other day when I went home to my kids. I'm like, I say to myself, I feel a little bad because I spend from seven to eight with them in the morning and then from five to eight with them at night. I spend more time at my job than I do with my kids. And so this what I'm about to say kind of works both ways. It's less about the time that you spend and more about the energy you put into doing something. To free myself from only spending four hours with my kids 
I ask myself, well, what kind of time are you spending with them? What kind of investment? Are you just letting them go off and play and you're just finishing up your work? Or do you really engulf yourself in being with them? And for me, from the time I get home, we go swimming, we come in. I have now four Christmas trees in my house. We do adventures. We go on hikes. I do as much as I can with them to spend the quality time with them. But taking it back to your job, you spend a lot of time in your job. Make sure it's something that you love. Make sure it's something that you like. Or like I said before, if it's not, come up with an exit strategy. Because being in a bad job or not not a bad job, but being in a job that you don't like or it could be bad or being surrounded by people that don't lift you up or fill you up can really affect your entire well-being, especially your mental health. And you know I'm all about conquering your mind and having really, really good mental health. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why I love Beachbody. I love it because it connects me to so many people. It has connected me to so many different people, different places in the world. It was because of Beachbody that I was able to go to Japan a few times and record a music video in Japan. And getting to go to Summit to... I've actually been a couple times going on retreats for different coaches So coaches would call me to come on retreats for their teams and, you know, we'd be in a cabin or we would be at a beach house and and I'm able to do a workout with them and connect on a more interpersonal level. And it's things like that. Yes, I love the workout. Yes, I love Beachbody On Demand. I love all that. But it connects me to you guys. It connects me to coaches that connect with me, that connect me deeper and have more intimate moments with their team. And last but not least, one of the things that I love about Beachbody is that I really get to be on camera. Those moments where I get to be creative and build a program to be on camera to really express my true self to you through fitness and through exercise is second to none. Last but not least, why I love traveling. I love airplanes. I love getting on an airplane and going to a different country that speaks a different language and staying in a part of the neighborhood that's not the touristy part because the corner stores, if you will, are filled with that real hometown food. I get to walk in and get food that is, you know, from a mom and pop shop. And I just, it's my favorite thing about traveling. I cannot wait to travel again. Each time I go to a country, every country I go to, 
I know how to count to 10. I know how to say hello. I know how to order my food. I know how to ask for the check. I know all these different things so that I can connect with a person from that country right away and it breaks down the barrier. And it's also taught me to just respect other people's countries and language and culture. It's it, it's just been an amazing experience. So next time you travel, I'm going to tell you guys this. Once this pandemic's over and you can travel freely like you can, I really, really urge you to learn the language, a little bit of the language of the place you're going. I remember learning French and getting on Rosetta Stone, and I learned so much of French that I was able to go and really be okay wherever I was, in whether it was in Toronto, Canada, or over to France. I hope as I was going through the list of things that I love, that you were connecting to the things that you love. And I hope you were able to do an assessment of if you are investing time in these things each and every day, if it's worth your time and if it's worth your investment. And I believe that if you really do the things that you love and you're around the people that you love and you can plan to do things that you love in the future, like travel internationally, I think that not only will you feel really good about what you're doing right now, you'll learn lessons, you'll learn past lessons, but you can educate yourself for the future. Life is all about preparing yourself for the next thing. Even though, you know, life is unknown, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like India Ari says, in the face of the unexpected, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I want to live. So continue to live your best life continue to learn from yourself, continue to connect with yourself, and always trust and believe in who you are.